Hello friends, welcome to The Bookshelf Stories, where we share stories and scripture to stir little hearts. I'm so glad that you've joined us for today's story, and if it's your first time ever listening to The Bookshelf Stories, welcome to the family. We're so glad you're here. It may be helpful for you so you catch up with us by starting with episode number one. So I'd recommend you go back, click on episode number one so you can learn about the secret passage. You might think, what's the secret passage? Ah, you gotta listen to episode number one to find all about it. But today we are going to find out what Sayla Hudson and Levi are going to do on another adventure. We're picking up right where we left off. So here we go. Well, it was a Saturday. And I don't know about you, but I love Saturdays because Saturdays are like family days. You get to hang out, have fun. Well, on this Saturday, Levi, Hudson, and Sayla wanted to just do one thing. They wanted to spend all day long in Bethel. You see, the last time they were there, they were introduced to the amazing mirror. And this amazing mirror helped cheer Hudson up on his really sad day. It's this mirror that showed them who they really were. And so they were looking forward to their next adventure at Bethel. Maybe Levi and Sayla would take a turn looking in the mirror, or they would explore somewhere new. So they talked to their mom and dad, got them on board, and them together as a family, they went upstairs to the bookshelf room. In fact, it was the only room in the entire house that was left the same. All the other rooms, they moved some furniture in and put things on the walls and decorated, but for whatever reason, the bookshelf room, it was like that, that special bookshelf. They left the room just as it was. Well, Levi did the honors this time. You know what book they went for. He reached out and grabbed the golden book off the bookshelf. And as he grabbed the golden book off the bookshelf, it started to shake and rumble and make creaky noises and it shifted off to the side, opening up the secret passage. So hand in hand, they walked through the secret passage all the way to the other side through the light. Now, when they got to Bethel, something strange was in the air. They couldn't quite put their finger on it, but they looked around and Bethel, this incredible place that from the moment they first went there, it was so breathtaking. It just made their eyes widen up so big, but this time it looked sadder. Something was wrong. It's like the bright colors, like the purple sky and beautiful river made of mint chocolate chip ice cream and the trees and flowers all around them. It's as if everything was dimmer, like the colors were losing their brightness. And it was even difficult to see. What's going on here? Levi asked. This looks like something terrible happened. Selah looked at Levi and said, I think you're right, Levi. Let's, let's go talk to Otto the tree and maybe he'll tell us what's happening. So they all went together and looked for Otto the tree. And they got to Otto and said, hey, Otto, um, do things look strange to you around here? Is there some weird weather happening in Bethel? Otto looked with a very sad face, a kind of face that they had never seen Otto with before. He said something happened last night something terrible. What was it? Levi asked. What happened? Well, Otto said, Fred came by and he told me that after you all left, do you remember who was with Fred? The orange fox. Remember Fred the orange fox? They started thinking to themselves, who was with Fred the orange fox? Well, the last time I was here, Hudson thought, 
I came and Fred, the orange fox, he showed me to the amazing mirror and we were there and oh, the, the gray frog was there. Yeah, he was with Fred. Otto said, yes, the gray frog. The gray frog, after you left Hudson, after you left the amazing mirror room, the gray frog went back inside. He saw how excited you were, Hudson, and he wanted to see for himself who he truly was. And so the gray frog went in and he saw himself in the mirror. And then what Otto said next would forever change the way in which Levi, Hudson, and Selah would see Bethel. Listen to what Otto said next. So the gray frog looked into the amazing mirror, excited to see what would be right in front of him, and he saw a perfectly good gray frog. And just like Hudson's face shined when Hudson looked in the, gray, in the amazing mirror, the gray frog's face shined too. Uh, so the gray frog looked and he kept looking because although his face was shining, he still didn't really feel special. He, he wanted to be more than just a gray frog and thought to himself, wait, Hudson got a crown and he looked like a royal prince and why am I just this little gray frog? And sure, my face is shining, but I want to be more. I want my face to shine brighter than all the creatures of Bethel. And why can't I get a crown that has expensive jewels and rubies that wow all the people. And then he had this thought. You know, I wonder, maybe the lamb, when he told us not to touch the amazing mirror, maybe the reason he told us not to do that is not that it's going to break the mirror, but the reason he told us to do that is if we touch the mirror, maybe, just maybe, I'll become the greatest creature in all of Bethel. Maybe my face will shine so bright that it'll light up this place as it's never been before and I'll be the true king. In that moment, the gray frog believed an awful lie. You see, the gray frog went from wanting to see what was true about him. He looked in the mirror that the lamb had given him, but he didn't like what he saw. The lie he believed was that the lamb wasn't really good. The gray frog thought that the lamb didn't care about him and that the lamb was just trying to keep the gray frog small and unhappy. And so the gray frog made a decision. He started hopping over, hop, 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 towards the mirror. And he reached out his slimy gray hand towards the glass of the mirror. Do you think he's going to do it? Do you think he's going to touch the mirror that the lamb said not to touch? And he reached out his hand and he touched it. And his eyes got big. And then a small crack emerged on the glass, on the mirror. And the whole, the whole mirror started to fracture and break apart into small, teeny, tiny pieces. So much so that now when the gray frog looked up at the mirror... He looked at the image in front of himself and he couldn't even see himself anymore. The mirror was so broken, his reflection was so twisted and bent and turned. And at that moment, Otto said, the moment that the gray frog touched the mirror and it cracked, since that moment, Bethel started losing its light. 
all of its wonderful colors have gotten dimmer and dimmer. And just as Otto was finishing the story about the gray frog, Fred the orange fox came by and he told Hudson, Levi, and Selah that they better go home because as the light of Bethel gets less and less, as it gets darker and darker, they're not going to want to be here. They'll need to be in the safety of their home. And so the orange fox, Fred, looked at his new friends, Hudson, Levi, and Selah, said, listen, you guys better go home. We need to figure out what we're going to do here. We've got we've to think of something. We need to come up with a plan. Levi looked at Fred, the orange fox, and said, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to fix it and restore the light to Bethel? Fred looked at Levi, and he said this, we're not going to do anything. We need to call the lamb. He'll know what to do. The lamb, Levi asked? You're going to call the lamb and he, he's going to fix this? He's going to save us? Yes, the lamb's going to come and we just have to figure out how to get to him. And that's where our story leaves off for today. Ah, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think the lamb is going to come and save the day? How's he going to do it? And what happened to the gray frog? Where did he go? Well, don't worry. You're going to hear all about what happens next soon. But for now, I want you to think about today's story a little bit with me. Think about the decision that the gray frog made. He believed a lie about the lamb. He believed that the lamb didn't really care about him, that the lamb didn't really love him, that the lamb was just trying to keep him from becoming powerful and strong and becoming this great king. And he believed that lie, and it actually, because he believed that lie, he reached out and touched the mirror and brought so much pain and darkness into Bethel. You know, that reminds me of one of the very first stories in all of the Bible. You see, God put Adam and Eve in a beautiful, wonderful garden. And God gave all of these amazing trees with delicious fruit to Adam and Eve to enjoy. And God commanded them saying, I want you to enjoy the fruit from all of these trees. They're delicious. But there's one tree in the middle of the garden. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And my command to you is to not take of that tree because if you take of that tree you will die now Adam and Eve they knew God and walked with God but one day as Eve was standing near the tree that God said not to take from a snake slithered up next to Eve and started to whisper a lie into Eve's ears the snake convinced Eve that God didn't really love her that God gave her that rule, that command to not take of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because God was just trying to keep Eve from having fun and from having greater knowledge and understanding. Well, Eve believed the lie of the snake rather than trusting in God's truth. And here's what our Bible verse for today says. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some of it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Wow. So Eve didn't trust in what God had told them, but instead trusted in herself. 
she believed a lie about God and it caused her to sin. You know, people have been disobeying God's commands ever since this moment. Ever since that first sin, people have been breaking God's good rules that help us live in a way that honors Him. Whenever we lie, whenever we disobey our parents, whenever we act selfishly or are jealous of someone or show anger towards another person, all of those sins are happening as a reflection of this moment here with Adam and Eve. They're happening as a consequence to the fact that every single one of us are born sinners and we need God to come and rescue us. It's sin that separates us from God. So how can we be brought back to God? Well, it's only through God's Son, Jesus, the true rescuer, the one who comes and who saves us and rescues us from our sin. Here's the big idea for today. It's that God's Word is true and good. I want you to say that with me, okay? God's Word is true and good. When I count down from three, I want you to repeat after me. Ready? Three, two, one. God's Word is true and good. Very good. God's Word is true and good. So when we feel like doing something else, when we feel like doing one thing even though God's Word tells us to do the right thing, even when we feel like doing it, problem isn't with God's Word. The problem is with our feelings. God's Word is true and good all the time. It's not only true, it's also good. God loves me and knows what's best for me. God loves you and knows what's best for you. Today, I'd love for you to do this. Here's your special challenge. Uh, I would love for you to find a grown-up, maybe your mommy, your daddy, maybe a, a big brother, a big sister, And I want you to ask them to look up in the Bible, Psalm 119, verse 11. Can you repeat that back to me? Say Psalm 119, verse 11. Psalm 119, verse 11. I'm not going to read it to you now because I want you to ask someone to read it. And when you look it up and read it, you're going to learn a lot about what God's Word means and what it's all about. Well, that's all for today, friends. You can trust God and take him at his word. His word is good and true. It's true and good. You'll have to join us next time on the Bookshelf Stories. I'm pretty sure that Fred and Otto are going to come up with a plan uh, to try and save Bethel. And who knows, maybe we'll find out more about this mysterious lamb who made all of Bethel. And parents, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. We'd love your feedback and your reviews help us get the word out. Also, if there's a family you know with little ones like yours, we'd love for you to share the bookshelf stories with them too. And if you want more of this devotional content for kids, click the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. That's all for now. We'll see you next time on the Bookshelf Stories.